Hello, and welcome to How Do You Drew? This is a Drew Barrymore podcast brought to you by thedrewzam.com. And sponsored by our friends at Positive Medium. I'm Anne. And I'm Ashley. And hello. And we're back. Here we are again. And we're back with a full <laughs> episode this week for episode 47. We have a lot to talk about. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay, so our first little oopsie daisy that we've got is from our just our previous episode, The Drew's Flash. We said that the Carson appearance from 1982 was on July 27th, 1982. And I was all excited. It was my brother's <laughs> birthday. And then I found the link, sent it to my brother. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, this was on your birthday. And then I was like, wait, oops, or the day after. <laughs> yeah, that was my bad. That was literally a typo in our notes. I feel so bad. <laughs> but you know what? One day off, how many years ago? Like, I know. And I was thinking enough. at least it wasn't like the time that I did a March date for in May. Like, remember when I did that? Oh, oh my God. At least it wasn't that bad. I think we were both like, neither just of us said what, yeah. yeah, neither of us noticed, you know what? It's all right. But we thought it was important enough to uh, follow up on this. Why not? But you've got a real fun follow up. So what's next? Oh my gosh. So what was it? Two episodes ago that we were talking about uh, how Rosie O'Donnell is uploading a bunch of episodes of her talk show and how mm-hmm. Drew's appearances on there are some of our favorites. We talked about the last one, which was around the time that she was promoting Ever After and we're saying we can't wait for the next ones. Well, the fourth one is now up. Up, but above. I know, I can't believe it. We manifested it. So cool. So it's from November 1998 when Drew was promoting Home Fries. And mm-hmm. it was just so fun to see this again because once again, it's like some of the stuff I remembered, some of the stuff I still have in my brain as like quotes. And then other <laughs> things were like, oh, yeah, like. The one quote in this one that I always think of the most was Drew was talking about like body shapes and how someone once told her she was an apple because she was top heavy. And she says, you're right. I am an apple. (laughs) I do remember that. Um, It's also amazing that Flossie is there for a little bit of it. Oh, it's so sweet to see her. Love that. And then of course, what we mentioned when we, chatted about this previously was the thanksgiving song that drew and rosie sing together (laughs) (laughs) yes so i'm i think it's worth playing a little bit of it so here we go you all could check it out on youtube as well we'll put the link up but check this out we did write a song about thanksgiving yes and i thought we'd um just sing it for the people out there you ready you go rosie i'll start (laughs) okay drew is so cute can't wait for turkey preparing to begin I like the holiday, but I am a vegan. Crazy for veggies, won't eat things that move. Yeah, Rosie, you can count on me if there's a carving. Dinner at your house, I'd leave. I'd be starving. My mouth and a drumstick will not rendezvous. We disagree on Love that Thanksgiving line. foods. That is so cute. I always think about that. That was the other part that always lives in my brain. Will not rendezvous. Yes. (laughs) It's so cute. Our little face. Yeah. Check out our episode page and you got to watch the whole thing. And then who knows? Maybe in two weeks we'll have the 1999 appearance. Oh my goodness. Maybe so. Thank you for checking that out and letting us all know about it. Okay. What new additions do we have this week to our Drew Loves list? I love love. Well, 
First of all, I want to give credit to our friends over at DB Daisies, formerly Drew Barrymore Daisy. They had to change their Instagram name. They hooked us up. I said, hey, I know when Drew was on Letterman in 1998 for The Wedding Singer, she says, I love love. And uh, it replaced the former I love love we used to use that had like traffic sounds in the background. (laughs) And was never satisfied with. So I said, okay, girl, I got you. I'm going to ask and see if we can get this other one. So thank you at DB Daisies. Go follow them. They have great Drew content. Yes. Thank you so much. I am much happier with this like softer, less noisy clip. <laughs> Me too. Um, so the only things I wrote down this week in my, whatever I was looking at, who knows, <laughs> Drew loves love letters <laughs> and being in service. Mm-hmm. So like, um, being a waitress was what she was talking mm-hmm. about specifically here. <laughs> oh, interesting. I could see her meaning like being in service to other people's happiness. <laughs> I think all of the above. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what did you pull out for our Druism of the week? Oh, someone's picking up, you know, those cool little isms that we do. Okay. So this is also in my research for this episode. I came across this one and I just loved it. It was from a press interview for The Wedding Singer. Hint on our episode, if you didn't see the title. (laughs) (laughs) Drew said, I want people to be happy and hold the bowl of love and have hearts in their eyes. (laughs) So I just thought it was really cute. I love the bowl of love. (laughs) Yes. For some reason, having like bowl and hearts and eyes all in the same sentence, though, I imagined like a bowl of hearts and eyes, which somehow that feels very Drew, even though it has nothing to do with the sentence. Like alphabet soup, but they're all hearts instead (laughs) and eyeballs. (laughs) Hearts and eyeballs. Yes, exactly. Perfect. That's good. That sounds beautiful. Okay. So we have a little piece of mail this week. (laughs) You've got mail. (laughs) Yeah, so today we're still catching up on our wonderful Apple podcast reviews, but we're almost out. So if you want to be included, go leave a review for us and we will include you. Um, This one comes from our wonderful friend, Kent, and Kent runs Drew Barrymore Fans and Collectors, I believe. That sounds right. Yes. So he runs that group on Facebook and he left this review on Apple Podcasts Canada. Yes. The title of the review is a fun and enjoyable Drew Barrymore podcast. And the review says, are you a fan of Drew Barrymore? Well, you've come to the right place. Sit back and relax as Ashley and Anne delve into all things Drew. All right. That sums it up nicely. Thank you so much, Kent. We super <laughs> hey, short, appreciate sweet, it. to the point. <laughs> yes. And also like Kent always, you know, reposts our stuff on the Facebook group. So it's really nice. Yes. He's kind of doing like promotion for us on that group. So thank you, Kent. That is so true. Thank you. Okay, so what did you find for this week in Drew history? Hey, we actually found this one together. I don't take full credit. (laughs) Okay, let's rewind to August 1st, 2002. So you got a picture in your head of fashion? (laughs) Because it's going to be like some low-waisted jeans and some little newsboy caps. Because we are going to the filming of Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. And I believe this was the first set photos that we saw this is the angels is this the la river or like a reservoir what is this i think it's like the los angeles reservoir which is okay i think that is the river okay and that's where um part of the our deal video filmed yeah i think so okay 
So we have the angels here and there's like a car explosion that happens behind them. And it's just this short little clip that's in the opening montage of the movie. Mm-hmm. But we have a lot of paparazzi photos of them filming and Drew jumping, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just fun to think about like that movie kicking off and the excitement of it. Oh, yeah. Like, I I wish I could remember more about seeing these for the first time. Like, who posted them on our message board that we were on? Like, all that, you know? When I see, the like, the press photos like these, I mean, this one, and I forget what the first thing we saw for the first Charlie's Angels movie was, but I feel like I remember the excitement of that. I could picture a clipping from the first Charlie's Angels. I think it's the one of her sitting, like, at the harbor. Is there, like, a pelican in the picture? With a pelican, yeah. (laughs) So it's kind of fun. I, like my brain can go a little bit further back. Doesn't remember this exactly, but I, I love her look in these movies. Um, she's so cute. And yes, I love, we'll share one of the fun behind the scenes, jumping photos taken by a paparazzi, <laughs> but you know, the girls look like they're having a lot of fun girls, meaning the angels. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So what's new with Drew? Do we got some other stuff coming out? We do. How exciting is that? Okay. So it was announced that Drew will host the 74th National Book Awards Ceremony and Benefit Dinner on November 15th in New York. Wow, that's cool. I know. Oprah will also be there as a speaker. And I just wanted to read some comments from the National Book Foundation. Okay, sure. Throughout their careers, Drew Barrymore and Oprah Winfrey have each demonstrated their enduring belief that books have the power to change readers' lives by opening doors, sparking conversations, and building community. That's a really nice quote. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure Drew, Drew felt very honored. Oh, my gosh. And then did you see this other sweet thing they said? They called her a voracious reader Aww. and a champion for authentic storytelling, which is so true. I love that so much. Yay, Drew. This is really cool. What a cool thing. Yeah, totally. I can't wait to see what other tidbits we get about that in November. Yeah, it's a ways off, but something to look forward to. Yeah, totally. All right. So what else? Yeah. So we reported last episode that Drew was spotted in Toronto and we were wondering, what's she doing there? What's she up to? Well, (laughs) we found out she was filming a new commercial for Bingo Blitz. (laughs) Again, another bingo commercial. Um, And that was able to be noted by the fact that she's wearing pajamas. (laughs) That have like the little cat on it. Yeah, the little cat. (laughs) I think her name is Blitzy or something. I was kind of wondering though, like with the SAG strike, I'm almost wondering if filming in Toronto is because of that. Oh, I found something that said striking American actors are allowed to pick up work with smaller independent studios, including in, in Canada, which are not covered by the strike. So I mean, but I don't know. Drew, are you supposed to be working right now? <laughs> I know. I was like, wait a minute. And they're like, well, they're not real writers on this. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry, Bingo Blitz crew. <laughs> but Drew does look really cute in the paparazzi picture. So cute. Her hair looks so beautiful. I can't wait to see this commercial come out. So the weekly topic that we delayed for a week. <laughs> and I'm glad we did because we ended up adding a lot more stuff that we're going to discuss on our topic. And our topic is a person this week. Yes, it is. It's been a little while since we focused on an individual. It has. We are going to be talking about Mr. Adam Sandler, Drew's uh, three-time co-star, and we feel like he's made a really big impact on our career, obviously, so let's jump into how they met. 
Yay, let's get into it. Okay, so it all started because of Drew's determination to work together. <laughs> We're going to throw in this line from Wildflower. I begged, borrowed, and stole to get him to sit down with me. <laughs> so like her, right? She's talked a lot about this where she was just convinced that they were meant to work together and she was quote unquote drawn to his light, which I thought was Aww. really cool. Like everyone's drawn to hers. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, she's the one with the light. Um, she knew they both had their own production companies and that they liked working with people they trusted and wanted to find their own materials. So she knew they had those in common and would be, she just felt in her bones that they were supposed to work together. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I kind of love that thinking because like, I feel like Adam Sandler was known for having his crew that he repeated using and then Drew totally has modeled her production company that way. So it makes a lot of sense. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so they met sometime between 1995 and 1996, and Drew has said both that maybe her hair was purple or maybe it was black, um, but they, <laughs> but you know, that's that's kind of typical of Drew, and there was like a time where her hair was kind of in a crazy state, so let's just imagine it's somewhere in there, and they met at a coffee house in Hollywood. I would love to know which coffee house. Oh, same. I was really hoping she would have included that detail in Wildflower. But... <laughs> yeah, but- <laughs> Yeah, one day we can find out. One day we'll know. It'll be many years from now, probably. <laughs> We're going to drop in a paragraph from Wildflower where she talks about their first meeting. When I finally got to meet him, I showed up in a long vintage leopard coat with jet black hair, pink plastic high heels, and groovy sunglasses. <laughs> Adam was in sportswear, of course. No Cargo <laughs> shorts, t-shirt, and baseball cap. It was definitely not obvious that we were supposed to fit as well as I believed because we looked like a preppy and a punk set up on a bad blind date. <laughs> but I shook his hand with fervor and thanked him for meeting me, and I began to plead my case to him. So good. I actually think it makes more sense that it was the black hair in 1996 because, like, 95 seems so early, but then again, she was talking about frigid and impotent. I don't know. It's a mystery. <laughs> yeah, it's a mystery. I mean, we're pretty close on that timing, and I, I bet it is. Because, like, long leopard, do we know what coat that might be? Well, I always think of the one that she wore to the Four Rooms premiere at the end of, like, around yeah. fall 95. So, again, that kind of goes with the purple hair. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but... Anyway, so yeah, okay. so you mentioned Frigid and Impotent, so you can yeah. remind us about that. <laughs> okay, so that was a movie that Drew had uh, signed on for. It was definitely going to involve Michael Stipe's production company, and then Flower Films was going to be involved in some way, and it was about basically like a lovers on the run kind of not totally dissimilar from Gun Crazy, and sh that was one of the project ideas that she brought to Adam. Mm-hmm. So if you want to know more about that project, you can go listen to the beginning of our episode number 27. Um, I talked a bit about it. But anyway, that was one of the projects she brought to Adam that they could mm -hmm. possibly work on together. And then she told him to just sort of keep her in mind for any of his projects. Yes. And that led to da, da, da. <laughs> the wedding singer. Okay, so let's talk about the wedding singer a little bit a little bit yeah we will do a full episode one day so this is not a replacement for a wedding singer <laughs> episode 
no way, no how. Yeah. Um, but let's jump in a little bit and talk about the wedding singer. So Flower Films was behind the initial pre-production. Um, and Drew said, Adam and I really started on the ground with this, which was very exciting during the writing process. And she also said, I really wanted to work with Adam. He was like this big hero of mine. And we had such a good time working together. Love that. And I think we've noted before Flower was involved a bit with Scream and The Wedding Singer and Ever After before they actually made their real official first film, which was Never Been Kissed. So in case people yes. don't realize that, they did some stuff on these other movies, including The Wedding Singer. Yep. Drew said another quote, it was such a pleasure to work with someone who is so real and so organic and true in his performance. Humor and intellect make the best combination in a human being. And Adam's got them both. He kept everybody laughing all day long. <laughs> I feel like the humor and intellect thing, like she oh. said some version of that so many times yeah. for her whole life about <laughs> like know. people that she loves. So I love that. That's <laughs> why she had a crush on David Letterman. <laughs> Yeah, totally. I mean, we we can trace it to multiple like partners that she's talked about in that way. Yep. <laughs> then there's a sweet quote that you pulled. Oh, I love this quote. <laughs> Adam talking about Drew. So he said, she's one of the most genuine people I've ever met. She is the hardest girl to say goodbye to. It makes your heart hurt. And she's oh. very smart. Her thoughts on everything make you think, oh, that's a nice way to look at life. <laughs> Whenever she hangs out with me and my friends, she changes the whole feel of the room. She's got the most positive aura. I love Drew. Everybody loves Drew. My mother loves her. And even the birds in my backyard love her. That's got to be one of my favorite quotes I've ever read about Drew. I just love it so much. I'm so glad you put the whole thing in. I, I couldn't stop. I was like, I can't cut any of this out. It's so good. <laughs> Even the birds in my backyard love her. And I can totally hear Adam's voice being like, oh, that's a nice way to look at life. <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah, imagine him saying totally, that. Totally, <laughs> totally. And you know, she loves the birdies back. They perch. Oh, birds like to perch. I love perching birdies. Oh, she loves perching birdies. <laughs> okay, so, okay. They obviously had an amazing time filming it. Like we said, we're not going to get into the details of that. We'll save that for a Wedding Singer episode. Yes. And if you haven't seen The Wedding Singer, you got to watch it. <laughs> Whoa, that's such a weird idea that there would be anybody who hasn't seen it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Actually, I'm pretty sure the female host of the Drew Barrymore Thon 51st Dates is her favorite movie. And I think she said she's never seen The Wedding Singer. <laughs> no. And I was like, dude. <laughs> Well, she's going to watch it, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she doesn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay, so the movie came out and... We all rented a bus and went around New York, stopping at every movie theater we could. We would run off the bus, buy tickets, run in, watch five minutes of the film in whatever part it was in at that moment, and then scream, run out, get back on the bus, blast Daft Punk's album Homework, and go to the next stop all while dancing the entire time. And they just had an amazing time. They went to this place called Elaine's, which is a New York institution in Drew's words. And everybody was there celebrating because they knew the movie was going to be a big hit. The numbers were coming in and they were looking good. Oh, <laughs> how fun. I can totally picture it. I know. What a party, huh? And I feel like she talked many times about loving Daft Punk. Yeah. Right? Uh -huh. I think that's like, yeah, someone that she's talked about loving many times. 
So as they were promoting the movie, of course, they did lots of TV shows and appearances. Um, They did some things on VH1, like the big 80s. (laughs) Yeah, I just love this. This is one of those lines that just like lives in my brain for all eternity because I had (laughs) I only had a tiny bit of this recorded, but this is the part I had. Me, Drew Barrymore, and him, Adam Sandler. I like that. Adam Sweet Sandler. Thank you. Thank you, Drew. If I had to think of a middle name for you, it would be uh, it would be very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I just always love that so much. I like every time I hear his name, I hear in my head Adam Sweet Sandler. It's <laughs> really cute. Um, they also traveled internationally to promote the movie. They went to Australia and London and Germany. So just lots of good promotional, cute stuff of them together. And yeah. I've always liked the way her hair was in Australia. I don't know why. Like she had it like she let it get kind of curly. It was cute. Yeah. She had like (laughs) beachy vibes going on when she was there. (laughs) Yeah. Very cute. And then the movie won a fun little award. Best Kiss, <laughs> the MTV Movie Awards in 1998. Drew was not in attendance, but I did know. Adam accept the award? I believe so, yeah. I'm so sad that she wasn't there. I always like remember being bummed about that. Uh, but they, it is such a great kiss. It's that, um, you know, kiss that they're doing to show church tongue. <laughs> yeah, it is like a really beautiful scene yeah. too. So once again, if you haven't seen Wedding Singer, watch it and we will talk about that kiss more when I when you do that episode Good call. <laughs> um just some more things before they reunited we, we had to mention these little tidbits tidbits galore you know how we do it <laughs> yes Adam gave Drew a jukebox for her birthday either in 1998 mm-hmm. or 1999 and filled it with all of her favorite artists like the Beatles the Rolling Stones Bob Dylan and the Beach Boys and then the first slot he had her favorite song which was at that time that's how strong my love is by Otis Redding. Oh, I know. And then one more little tidbit. Adam attended Drew's wedding to Tom Green and was apparently the nicest to Tom's family. Stayed the whole night, danced with Tom's mom, and chatted for a long time with his brother. I think that's such a sweet story. That was from Tom's book, right? Yes, correct. And we talked about that in our episode about Drew's <laughs> Drew's trio of weddings. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 26, Valentine's Day. That's how strong I love darling. That's how strong I love you again. That's how strong I love you. So We want to tell you about our sponsor, Positive Medium. We've actually been clients of theirs for at least 10 years, and they take care of all of our website needs for thedrewzam.com. They offer custom web design and professional coding, search engine optimization, marketing, and hosting. So we've been hosted by them, but we've also been able to take advantage of a lot of their expertise in these other areas as well. Absolutely. So customer service is the biggest draw for us with this company. They have saved our site literally from obliteration (laughs) quite a few times, but then they also help us with minor issues in just like literally a matter of minutes. So if we have like a coding question or just like something on the back end we can't figure out, we reach out to them and we get an answer back and the issue is solved within moments. 
We're so excited that Positive Medium is allowing us to offer our listeners 25% off managed WordPress hosting plans using our promo code DREW, D-R-E-W, of course. Um, And if you want to take advantage of this, visit positivemedium.com. We really, really vouch for these people. They've been so great to us and will continue to be great to us, I I can only imagine. (laughs) I mean, they're great by offering this to our listeners. So take advantage. Again, it's promo code DREW, of course. Okay, so now we get to their official reuniting for 51st Dates. Speaking of Valentine's Day, because both these first two movies came out Valentine's Day weekend. Oh, yeah. Okay, so um, Nancy found the script for this movie, 51st Kisses. It was a very different type of movie. It was a drama in Seattle. And I guess it was all the way back when Drew was filming Riding Cars with Boys, so long ago. Oh, wow. And Flower kept losing the chance to get the rights to it. But Drew was like following where it would go. And she saw it finally landed at Happy Madison in 2002. It is interesting how long like scripts kind of float around. I know. While Drew was filming Charlie's Angels Full Throttle on the Sony lot, Drew got her typewriter out and wrote a letter to Adam about how much she knew she was supposed to be involved with this movie. And she said, this is it. This is the one I know it for them to do together next, which just sounds so sweet. And then she hand delivered it to his <laughs> office at Sony. So formal. I love it. She I loves the letter. <laughs> and then Adam walked over to her trailer and said, of course, but that they're turning it into a comedy. Drew said that was fine as long as it didn't lose its romance. And then I like the idea that they thought they knew what guys and girls wanted. Yeah. So they decided to produce it together. And I kind of like that idea because like, Adam's movies tend to be like dude movies. I mean, you can you know? definitely tell the parts in 51st Dates that are like his influence, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Anything like, like absurdist or that takes a little bit too long on something <laughs> that doesn't seem like a, like a plot. Yeah. That's the Adam Sandler stuff. <laughs> I actually remember this just came to me when we went to the Q&A at the Arclight with Drew and Nancy and they talked about this movie. It was screening of this movie. Nancy talked about that and how it was really important to them to keep like the love and the romance of the story. It was really important to keep that there. So it didn't just become a like Adam Sandler comedy. (laughs) So then they kind of like were working together on all these different drafts of the script. The story changed so that they moved it to Hawaii and everybody was stoked Uh about that. Wonder why they would choose there. I know. Weird. (laughs) Uh, Drew and Adam would compare script notes and it was just like a very, you know, working together kind of collaboration. And Drew has said that life was perfect while filming. Here's a quote from Wildflower. It was fun, wholesome, communal, and a moment in my life that just felt so safe. I can't even begin to do it justice. Oh, I love that. We'll go more into detail about like this time and the filming when we do a 51st Dates episode. (laughs) Yes, totally. And what I was going to say is that when she says communal, I just can't help but think she's always seen film sets that way. Yeah. Building a family. And so I love that she had that feeling of safety. Oh, you're so right. It's like she could have been talking about E.T. right there. How weird. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Great observation. Oh, here's one more quote about um, 51st Dates. It's exciting to make a love story with someone you truly think is the greatest person in the world. It comes naturally to me every day to act like I'm in love with them. Of course, talking about Adam Sandler. That's really sweet. Speaking of the David Letterman 1998 wedding singer promotional appearance. Wow, I really drew that one out. Um, 
<laughs> I started to lose the train know, there. Sorry. <laughs> but I do remember she tells Dave, like, I would really be in love with Adam Sandler. Like, that's another one yeah. of those things that's just in my brain. <laughs> I feel like the way you said it is exactly the way she says Thank it. You. So, like, I literally remembered it. <laughs> I think we do that inflection thing. I can't help it. <laughs> I know. We should mention, I think we talked about this in our number 41 episode about the Hollywood Walk of Fame star, but we were at the premiere, the Los Angeles premiere of 50 First Dates, which is really fun to think back on. Yes, it is really fun. Even though we only briefly saw Drew kind of run by on the red carpet, it was still really fun. (laughs) I don't even remember seeing Adam. Like there's not a lot of photos of them together. It's funny. Like they didn't walk the red carpet together for either of these movies. It's like maybe one brief moment. Somebody captured a picture of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And Adam just in a t-shirt and like shorts and a ball cap as always. Of course. I mean, he wouldn't be him if he didn't do that. So the movie came out and Drew said that she didn't like looking at the numbers. She was really nervous because Flower Films was involved with this one financially. Oh, you know? yeah. Um, but Adam and his whole gang, whoever that is, uh, came to SNL when Drew was hosting during the opening weekend. And they came to her dressing room and were sort of like tiptoeing around it. And she was getting nervous. And finally, they told her that the movie broke records and was a huge hit. And they all celebrated in her dressing room. (laughs) It's fun to think about. Oh, come on. That's so cute. (laughs) Okay, so another award, an MTV Movie Award was won the next year. But it was not uh, Best Kiss this time. It was Best On-Screen Team. (laughs) I like it. That's a good one. It is good. And then they won a Teen Choice Award for the Choice Date movie. And both of these they accepted together. So that was really cute. Yeah. They have like appeared on stage together for a lot of award shows. We'll get to more as we get along here. It's kind of fun. (laughs) Yes, it is. Okay. So now reunion number three. Okay. For Blended. Blended, which apparently we just remembered two seconds ago was originally called the family moon, which is not very yeah, catchy. Yeah, I totally blanked on. <laughs> I, I yeah. totally forgot that. <laughs> Even the name blended, it's a little bit like, what is that? Yeah. But it works for the film. It does. Okay. So Drew's quoted as saying, every eight years, I call him up and say, we need to meet for lunch. It's time. <laughs> so <laughs> they did that. And then a few months later, Adam sent her blended, which was about the modern state of families. Okay. And then- Here's Drew talking about the film. This movie is all about where Adam and I are at in our lives. Now we're concerned with how the kids are and what's right for them. When we did 51st Dates, I was so confused about love. I was like, how do you make a relationship work and stay? When we did The Wedding Singer, we were such young kids with barely a care in the world. There was that joy. So it will be interesting to see what our next film together will be. Parenting teenagers next, I think. And a musical would be really fun. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> it's hard to imagine though. <laughs> I mean, hold on. I'm trying to think how close are we to do for one? I mean. <laughs> oh, it's time. It's time. Uh, but, you know, we just heard Drew singing on Rosie. Maybe a musical is not her forte. No, I'm just kidding, Aww. Drew. I love you. <laughs> I just kind of found this, which this is sort of how I feel about it. Let me ask you first, how do you like blended? I think we've talked about it before, like not our favorite. Yes. Well, I don't think I've seen it more than once. Me neither, which is pretty telling. (laughs) So it's hard for me to really gauge, but I didn't feel their chemistry in this film. Yeah. So this is, I think, why Drew mentioned in an interview 
before the movie that she didn't like that they hate each other in the whole beginning of the movie. She said she knew it was going to suck and be fake because everyone knows how much she loves him. (laughs) Oh my God. And like, I do think that's part of the issue with the movie is that they don't start off like liking each other. And that's not how we want to see Adam and Drew. We want them to be in love. Yeah. It's hard for the audience to see that. We want to see them in love and now I want to rewatch it yeah. with that lens of like, do I feel like there's any way this, this person, not Drew Barrymore, but this character could hate Adam, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then Drew said something really sweet. And she said, um, the way Adam is with his on-screen daughters is so good. It breaks my heart. That's how he is with his own kids. And it's very touching. Oh, and it is sweet. They both have two daughters. She had just had Olive when they filmed this. She brought her down to Africa. And then at the end of filming, she found out she was pregnant with Frankie. So it was like a cool, speaking of baby girls, (laughs) we can hear you. (laughs) What are you doing? All right. So prior to the movie coming out, there was a little bit of buildup that year, 2014. In January, Drew presented Adam with a People's Choice Awards. So they were on stage for that. Mm -hmm. Then in February which is prior to the movie coming out, but they went on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. And this is where they sang that really sweet every 10 years song to each other. I will still love you when you're 64. I will still love you when your boobs touch the floor. (laughs) So right now? (laughs) Yeah, not yet. Truth is, you've made me better than I ever thought I could be. Every 10 years, you'll you'll always have me. (laughs) Oh, I could be the man who grows old with you. I want to grow old with Drewy. Thank you. Not going to lie, when he broke into Grow Old With You, I, I'm i teary. <laughs> Every time I yeah. hear that song, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Me too. It's so good. And it doesn't look like Drew knew that part was coming. She's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Her like face kind of changed. That was really sweet. And then one more little thing they did prior to the movie coming out was they both attended CinemaCon, which was basically the same thing as Show West here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. they received the male and female stars of the year awards. And I think it's kind of just like a thing where the studios just decide this, <laughs> but oh, okay. uh, it's still fun. And I actually was there for this one. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Somebody got me in and I, I wasn't close to the stage at all, but I still got to see them from very far away, which was fun. <laughs> that is really cool. Yes. Um, and they premiered the film in both Berlin and LA. And speaking of things that we've attended, I was at the blended premiere. (laughs) That's right. So I went to the one thing and you went to the other. That's right. Yes. And Jolena was with me and I believe I've talked about this before, but thanks to Chris Miller, I was able to attend the premiere and attend a little after party at which I've got to speak with Drew. Jealous. Um, We can (laughs) share that picture of Jolena and I with her. Yeah. That was really incredible. I think she had just given birth. Yes. Really soon before. Really. Like a week or something. It was very 
like recent, I think I said, congratulations to her. Like I knew that that had happened, you know? Yeah. And I, I remember like vividly thinking she seemed more tired than usual. Oh, that's right. You told me that. Cause you know, she's very like vibrant. She was still lovely, but I could tell that she was like, hi. Okay. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> Jolene and I have a very sweet picture of us with Drew that I cherish very Aww. much. <laughs> Okay, so that's the end of so far the story of their uh, three movies, but we still have yes. other stuff to share. Yes. I do want to note here that Drew often refers to Adam as her cinematic soulmate, which is such Aww. a lovely little phrase. And uh, here's another quote from her. Some comedians are really dark in person and that's heartbreaking. Adam is a genuinely nice, positive person. He doesn't have a mean spiritedness to his comedy or to his nature. And we both really care about goodness. So just kind of a little part of like why they're so compatible. Yeah, that makes sense. It sounds like, you know, somebody who I love that line. We both really care about goodness. Like there's something lovely about that. In 2020, Drew presented Adam with an award for best actor from the National Board of Review. Drew said when she presented the award, you are capable of everything. And I have believed in that since before I met you, which is why I met you. I think this moment honestly could not be more deserved. No, that's really sweet. I love that she says that's why she met him. Like that's why she was convinced they needed to work together. (laughs) Genuinely true. Yes. In 2020, same year, Adam came on during the first week of the Drew Barrymore show to do like a little filmed skit that was 51st States related. And then Cute. at the end of the year, they won the MTV Greatest of All Time Movie Awards, something like that. <laughs> uh, but they won the Greatest of All Time Dynamic Duo. And there's like, this was in the pandemic. So of course, this wasn't intended in person. They accepted via interview. But I, I don't get the feeling it was like live filmed together. Like it feels like they filmed them kind separately. Of <laughs> yeah, it's a little <laughs> awkward. It's not my favorite Drew and Adam moment. <laughs> All time dynamic duo. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. I love that. Look at them just racking up the MTV Movie Awards. I know. <laughs> okay. And then 2022, Drew introduced Adam at a screening of his movie Hustle. Um, and then they also did the Drewber segment on the Drew Barrymore show on the way to that screening. So that's really cute. Yeah. Did they talk about that? That's where on their way to, or do we just know it based on their clothes? Yeah. I don't think they acknowledge it. I think you can just, you know, you can tell based on their clothes. Exactly. I, yes. <laughs> I do love that segment. It's really cute. So if you all haven't seen that Drewber segment, it's worthwhile. Episode page. There'll be a link. <laughs> She's drinking a tea java, a big ass thing. <laughs> Yeah. What, so, uh, what would be your one? Would... You only get one. So the movie that kind of sums up everything? Yeah, yeah. I worked with this young lady one time. I met her at the newsroom cafe. She came in. She had stylish hair, a little pinkish. She came in. We jammed on a movie idea. We got together. We shot it. We had the best time ever. And I said, I'd want to see that one. And we call it The, the Wedding, Wedding Singer. Singer. Oh, that's cute. Um, thank you, Adam. You told us where you guys met. 
Yeah, that is perfect. And he says her hair is pinkish. Yeah. So, so I think that they met 95. in 95. Wow. Okay. The newsroom. Then I got to look up and see if that's still around. <laughs> Um, but this segment, there are more really sweet things they say to each other. They just love each other dearly. You can yeah. tell. And they joke around about remaking planes, trains, and automobiles in that clip. I do remember that. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Continuing on, Drew keeps presenting things to Adam. When is he going to present something to her? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. In this year, 2023, Drew, along with Jennifer Aniston, presented Adam with the Mark Twain prize for American humor. And if you guys haven't watched that clip, it's actually quite hilarious. They're sort of being competitive with each other about who's Adam's favorite. (laughs) It's all in good fun, of course. And then not long after both Jennifer Aniston and Adam came on the Drew Barrymore show. That's a fun Mm -hmm. segment if you guys want to watch it. And one of the jokes that they made was about remaking Three's Company with all three of them. (laughs) (laughs) Which, come on, that sounds fun. All right. So we got one more quote. Drew just gushing. Adam and I bring out the best in each other. We both have a goofy side. He makes me laugh all the time. I would be the happiest person on earth if I could keep working with him. Drew, we're ready. And you're, yeah, do it. (laughs) I feel like maybe we'll put this episode out and a week later, it'll be announced what they're doing next. Come on, guys. Oh, come on. That'd be so cool. They keep teasing it lately. Like it's, it's coming, right? (laughs) I feel like it's got to, I mean- I know it's been a while since Drew's done a movie. Adam, I feel like, has been doing a lot of work in the time that Drew hasn't. I know. Oh, my gosh. Drew, we're ready for your Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore side-by-side comeback. Everyone's ready. Everybody asks about this all the time. The world is waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. That was fun. Sorry we didn't actually have Adam as a guest. Hope you guys weren't disappointed. (laughs) All right. Thanks, you guys. That was a really fun episode to put together. It's just one of the most important relationships in Drew's life. And it was fun to talk about and sort of chart it through the years. (laughs) (laughs) You talk when Anne talks, not when I don't. (laughs) Or you know what? Soon we'll have Elle doing the outro. I know. We would appreciate you guys rating or reviewing or subscribing. If you leave a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know, we will share it on the pod and give you credit. Thumbs up for you. And then you can follow us on Instagram. The podcast account is at How Do You Drew Pod. And then we also have our at Drewzeum account for all kinds of Drew tidbits, tidbits galore, as we say. Yes. And if you want to keep mosing around on the web, you can visit our website at howdoyoudrew.com, which is hosted on our OG website, the Drewzeum. Send listener mail to howdoyoudrewpod at gmail.com. And the only question I have for you is, what would you love to be eating right now? (laughs) I love how you are always asking food questions. (laughs) You know, I'm always hungry. You know what immediately popped into my mind would be like a really juicy, not too juicy, firm, but juicy (laughs) nectarine. (laughs) I knew you were going to say nectarine. Really? Yes. Because I, every time I eat a nectarine, I think of you. That's wild. I don't think I ever had nectarines until like I was around you and you had a nectarine and I was like, I guess I need to try this. And I love them. I love them so much more than peaches. Me too. Cause I don't like the fuzziness of a peach. And just to give you my answer, I'm about to have some strawberries with some coconut whipped cream. So that's what I want to eat right about now. (laughs) Do it. 10, 12 PM. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks for sticking through to the end. We love you and we'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
This episode of the How Do You Drew podcast was researched and produced by Ashley and Anne from thedrewseum.com with help from our sponsor, Positive Medium. Special thanks to Matt Costa for our lovely theme song, Roxy Prima for our adorable logo, and last but not least, Drew Barrymore and all the Drewbies who love her. We do this for you. Thank Thank you. you.